0: Hello, and welcome to Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate, a show about buying and selling homes in Montana and the power realtors and power lenders that make that happen. We are your hosts, Colleen Wood. And I'm Alicia Retz. Each week, we will discuss the housing market, how to navigate
1: it, and what questions you need to be asking yourself along the way. But that's not all.
0: We will also dive into how to navigate the ins and outs of being leaders in business and how to build a robust and dynamic team within that business and navigating the world as a career-driven professional, all while raising a family.
1: Join us as we share our highs and lows in real estate, business ownership, and motherhood. All right, let's talk manifestation. Awesome. We're here. We're doing it.
0: I can't believe it.
1: So you came up with this idea, you wanted to do a podcast, Mm -hmm. and now it's happening.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it was kind of a wild idea and honestly I was kind of nervous to even tell anybody about it, but I wanted to do a podcast and, uh, I wanted to do a podcast that was not only about real estate and what we do, but also about being women and leaders in, in a, what can be a very difficult industry. And, um, you and I had a really great chat about it and it just blossomed from there. So I mean,
1: absolutely. I'm so pumped. That's kind of you in a nutshell. You're someone you don't just talk about it and talk about it. If you talk about it, you're going to make it happen.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> awesome. I think it freaks it freaks out my family and my team. <laughs> like, oh gosh, she said it out loud. That means it's going to happen. We're on a roller coaster now. Well, I love that too because I really feel like you know, manifested destiny. You know, um, you know the whole idea of the secret. You know, and and that whatever it is that you that you speak or or you focus on will be your reality, whether that's positive or negative. I literally just put that on my on my Facebook this morning, just whatever you focus on will, will come to pass. It's so
1: true. The more you say it out loud, one, you're held accountable for it when you tell the people around you that you love and it makes you really follow through and Absolutely. it's hard to do and saying it out loud. That's my, I'm afraid to fail. So saying it out loud, I get why you didn't want to tell people you were doing a podcast Yeah. because so many people start them. So many people just do like four or five and then quit. Right. But
0: Right. We're
1: not going to make that happen.
0: Well, I can't think of a better partner to do this podcast with than you.
1: Agreed. You too. You're crushing it. Top lender like of anyone I've ever met. And you have an incredible team underneath you so inspiring
0: yeah well same same and I, I am so excited that you're here and I want to talk with you about you know how how do people actually pick out a realtor there's so many options out there I feel like there's 1800 Realtors just in Gallatin County here yep. in Montana yep I mean that's so overwhelming for buyers to to try to find the right one because you spend so much time with them
1: we become their best friends their therapists their partners through all of it we <laughs> hold their hand the whole way and it's I mean, we're such a saturated market. Sure. We just got our pictures taken for this podcast. The photographer was a realtor. The bartender was a realtor. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, all right, we got this. Yeah. But it it really, truly is important to know know your realtor and do to someone who does have your best interest at heart and does have experience. And someone who's just willing to throw themselves into it. I feel like it's one of the few industries where there's such a huge range of personalities, um, time commitment, you can be, you know, do one home a year, zero homes a year, or you can do 200. And I I feel like it's one of the most unique businesses in that aspect where you can be a total ski bum or you can dress in a full, full suit every day.
0: Absolutely. I always feel like there there's a proper realtor for each client. Agreed. And sometimes, you know, um, it's, it's not the same shoe-in type, type client situation where this realtor is going to be the best for every single client.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You want someone... So for me there's a lot of, there's a lot of hard asses out there. Let's be real. that They want to be the bulldog. They want to be the mean person. And I'm definitely a bulldog, but also I really enjoy becoming close with my clients and making it a fun process. It's one of the most stressful thing people can go through in their lives. So if you can keep it fun and light in the areas where you can do that, it makes the process just such a better one.
0: Yeah. And at what point should people reach out and try to make a contact with a realtor?
1: I would say, if you have any questions at all, I love answering questions, whether it's via Instagram, text messages, reach out and just start asking questions immediately. Ask them what the first process is, when they should talk to a lender and so forth. And every good realtor, every broker you meet will say, talk to a lender first. Sure. They will say, go find, talk to a lender and see what you can actually afford. Because you don't want to start looking at million-dollar homes when you're in a 350 budget. So you really need to be realistic
0: about it. Absolutely. And, you know, we've kind of just touched on a buyer's realtor, but there's seller's realtors out there right now, and especially right now in our crazy, crazy market, we have such a seller's market right now. What does a seller look for in a realtor?
1: That's where you want your bulldog to. You want someone who's going to be aggressive. You want someone who's going to pick up their phone. Mm -hmm. I have I constantly am hearing from sellers that they get the listing, they let it sit, and then they don't hear from them again. Wow. So communication really is probably the most important on that side. Sure. Also photos are really important. Got to have good photos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you need to and I if you have a whole team around you, which I have a fantastic team around me, mm-hmm. it makes the whole selling process easier as well. Sure. But we because we are so saturated, it is there's just so many people that are doing it for see what happens. You really need someone who's been around the block a couple times. It, sure. It, it can help you out.
0: Absolutely. So, are you from Montana? I am
1: born and raised fifth generation Montanan.
0: Wow. That's amazing. All right. What about you? Tell me. Oh, um, well, my son is sixth generation Montanan. I was born in Montana. Um, my dad was not born in Montana. So, that kind of kicks me out of the multiple generations. <laughs> right, right, But I, I really hang my hat on that sixth generation on my husband's side. <laughs> Good job. Uh, so, yeah, definitely Montanan through and through. Um, been here all the years. So we absolutely know Montana. It's
1: such a special place. Mm-hmm. I... Growing up here, I had no idea how cool it was. Yeah. I had to leave a few times to be like, oh yeah, no, that's where I want to be. I want to get back there. I want to raise my family there. Sure. And you have to see the world a little bit to realize how special it truly is.
0: For sure. In fact, my husband and I were just talking about this today because, you know, with everybody wanting to be in Montana right now, oh, it's unfortunately, trending hard. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, you know, it, it it's making some challenging situations for locals who have been here a really long time. Our, our purchase prices are quite high. Again, it's a seller's market and it has caused some frustrations for people, um, to, you know, to, to try to move into this market. And you definitely got to be super, super aggressive, have a phenomenal realtor, have a phenomenal lender, those decisions who you work with is super, super important. But what uh, my husband and I were talking about was that, you know, when we were kids, everybody wanted to get out of here. So right. you know, I mean, it's it's always cyclical, right? Like, um, it's just depends on what the market is, and and this market is super hot and crazy Everyone's right now. trying to get back now, and it might not stay that way. You know, right. I mean, things happen, uh, markets change, and. And people could you know, start heading uh, in another direction. So yeah, Bozeman, Montana, um, uh, uh, all of the areas of Montana are a hot, hot commodity right now. And we are blessed to be in and this it's industry. it's
1: everywhere in Montana, too. Bozeman is even more insular. It really is something magical happening here. But it's happening everywhere sure. in Montana. People want the space. They want to be able to get outside. They're valuing different things. And for the size of our town, we have fantastic food. We have good arts. We have a lot of options for entertainment as well. So So you can get a little bit of the city feel. Right. But. Be able to get into the mountains in 10 minutes.
0: Absolutely. Well, and you know, we're recording this in March of 2021. So, um, we've just, uh, turned a year, uh, after we heard about everything happening with COVID and the pandemic and, and how that affected us. And, and, you know, that's a, one of the biggest reason why people are coming here is yep. because, you know, they were in bigger cities uh, they were quarantining in very small properties, apartments, and not being able to move about at all. And yes, we did some quarantining here too. Right. Um, but, they just, just purely by the nature of our, of our landscape and, and, and our homes. I mean, people were able to continue to quarantine, but still get outside and not feel so shut in.
1: Completely. Mm-hmm. It really was so nice to be able to get outside and actually not feel like you're a caged animal in our homes. Yeah. And another thing that I'm really seeing are employers are tr- starting to trust their employees more. They're giving them more autonomy. They realized during sure. that shut down. Oh, our employees are still going to work. Yeah. They may not work at traditional eight to five anymore, but they're still putting in the hours. Right. And research research has shown when you allow people to pick their hours, work when they want to work, they actually end up working more hours. Yeah. When you give them unlimited vacation, they actually take less vacation. It's right. really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. So, But employers are finding that they can allow them that freedom. So people now are working anywhere in the country and they right. can live anywhere they want. Right. So they're getting those out-of-state prices or out-of-state incomes and they can move to Montana and spend that money here, which is also hurting... It is. Our market quite a bit where the locals are getting pushed out.
0: It is. It's it's really, really unfortunate um, for, for local people, but, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things that it's market-driven. Um, I think it's really, really important to, you know, to, to, to talk about it right up front is that um, realtors and lenders don't set prices. Right. Um, the market sets prices. <gasps> oh, and, speaking
1: of which, I have the craziest yeah. idea. Let me pick your brain about okay, it. Okay, cool. So I have one of my rentals. We're going to put it on the market just because the market's nuts. Sure. Um, And we're going to list it for way higher than we bought it for a year ago. Oh boy. But this is what we thought about last night. We're going to might, we might put it on the market for $1
0: and in the
1: public remarks, I'll say, you tell me what it's worth.
0: Oh my gosh. You're brave. (laughs) No. Oh my gosh. You're so brave. we don't have to
1: take it once we accept an offer, obviously we're locked in, but if it doesn't come through. Yeah. What do you well, think?
0: Crazy? I think you're brave. I mean, you certainly don't have to accept any offers. You know, right. if, it's, if they come in at 20 bucks, you can be like, pass. Right. Um, but it is interesting to see because, um, you know, it's not just it's not just the influx of people coming in here. The cost of construction has doubled in yes. a year. And, you know, so, you know, the builders are building like crazy. Um, but they're, you know, the cost of building homes is just getting bananas. Completely. And, of course, that has to be passed down to the folks that are buying Completely. them. The builders have to be uh, reimbursed for their costs. And
1: this price almost doesn't even mean anything anymore. That's why we're we're kind of almost going to make a joke of the market. Yeah. We've made offers a hundred grand above asking price. We've gone Mm -hmm. 10% above. We have done everything. And I tell almost everyone, my buyers, we're going to fight and fight and fight to get you in there. But just hope for the best, expect the worst. There's almost no guarantee that it's going to happen. I mean, regularly we're getting 30 offers on one home.
0: Right, for sure. And, you know, it's not just... It's not just about getting the home. It's making sure that you're getting the home at a price right. that you feel good about, um, you know. And if you don't believe that that's the value of the home all the way down to your heart and soul, you probably shouldn't pay it. Completely. Because you know, as, yes, real estate tends to always trend upwards, which is makes real estate a great investment. But it's always a long term gain, and uh, you know, we do have markets that we you know we have some downturns in markets and things. We never know what's going to happen. Right. And so you know, it's it's a great time again to be a seller um, it it's a harder time to be a buyer but hey don't let us scare you off there's you know we there are people that are winning yeah. yeah
1: I mean we've already sold 30 homes just this year so sure it, it's and most of those have actually been buyers because sellers wow. are. it's harder to get sellers right now but um, yeah we're still making things happen so yeah. even though we're making it sound all doom and gloom if you have the right lender if you have the right realtor mm-hmm. you can we can absolutely get things done and it's also really nice. Uh, I still have quite a few listings where I've made the connection between the buyer and the seller. Sure. So many times already just this year. Where wow. It doesn't even go in the market.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, having a realtor that absolutely knows how to make those uh, make those connections yep. and already has the connections with the sellers or people that are just hemming and hawing, but want to make sure that you know their 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 house goes to the right family. I mean, sellers have more than uh, more than just the one uh, inclination towards selling some uh, selling a property. It's not just about price, right? They could want, you know, the house to be used the way that it has done in the past. Um, uh, a videographer that I work with yesterday, we were talking about, you know, he loves Victorian homes and, uh, there's a beautiful Victorian home in Ennis that is that the folks have just not been able to figure out what to do. And it feels like, you know, they want somebody to be, to continue to preserve the Victorianism of the home and the old home. Um, you know, so it's not just about price, right? they want to see, you know, sellers want to see families grow up in their home. It
1: does make a difference. They right. really, that's actually how I got my home before all this craziness is we did write the letter. Um, and she ended up knowing my grandma, so oh, that funny. helped, but she wanted a family to grow up in her home. She sure. was a one-time owner. She had it for over 40 years. She right. wanted a family in her house.
0: Right. That's so cool. So,
1: okay. You are so passionate about lending. Yeah. You love it. we th- I know you throw your whole world into it. What drew you into the into this profession in the first place?
0: Well, you know, I know you're the same way too. We eat, breathe, and sleep lending. Um, I feel like, I feel like, uh, I love that Grant Cardone book, um, Be Obsessed or Be Average. We're (sighs) definitely obsessed. Yes. Um, And, you know, it's not just, It's not just about, you know, income and all of that. It's like, you know, I'm really, really passionate. I know you are too. So I'm speaking for you too. But um, we're really, really passionate about what we do and the impact that it has not only on our clients, but also, you know, my team. Um, What got me into the industry? I mean, I know people say this and it sounds so corny, but I literally fell into it. Um I actually a college dropout uh I and didn't know yeah that. totally college dropout um was going to go into medical um started out in pharmacy uh figured out that that was just like um uh, uh high paid drug dealing is <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, um, and then, so I moved over into nursing and, you know, God bless those people. I, 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 that's not a career I can be in. No, I couldn't Uh, do that either. Yeah. And so I actually, um, dropped out of college and just started working for a bank got recruited from a bank, um, by a mortgage broker and started out the front desk and wow. yeah, no, I was blessed to, to write, to find the right people. And, um, I and now still... how many
1: people do you have working underneath? Oh you my right gosh.
0: Now? Um, there's 10 of us. So including myself. So there's, there's 10, um, which is is so so crazy. Oh, thank you. I, it, it, you know, anytime you have a business and you have employees, you know, it increases your level of stress because now you have humans that are dependent on, you know, for us, like it's dependent on making sales. Like money doesn't come in if we don't close loans.
1: Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. You are responsible for all of their livelihoods and they're all looking for you to show up every day, do the right things, have all the answers. Oh Yeah. And it is hard. It's so hard. And you question yourself sometimes. I question myself. But yeah. when I stop and think about it, I do know most of the answers. I've done this long enough you've done this long enough, you right. can get stressful, but you do know the answers. And if you don't, you'll figure it out.
0: I feel like one of the the best things about you and I is neither one of us is, is, um, uh, very cautious. We're big risk no, takers, no, I, yep. um, which, you know, freaks out our friends and family a little yep. bit because, you know, I feel like we're constantly turning dials and, and making adjustments on our businesses. And that's what I love. And I always tell my team, like, or when, you know, when we're interviewing, like, I hope you like change because as soon as I see something that I want different, I change it. Me too. I don't wait.
1: I push it so hard on my marketing. I love to push the envelope. I hope my goal is to offend like maybe 5% of the population. (laughs) I love that. Just see what I can get away with. And I like to see people do a double take. I think it's really fun. And if I have an idea, I'm going to go for it. And I also think, that's part of living. I think that's part of being alive is pushing yourself, see what you can get away with. Starting a podcast. Oh yeah. Doing TV shows. Oh yeah. Have a moving truck with your f- giant face on. I them. love
0: it, and I love your moving truck.
1: <laughs> so we're doing I this. love it. I love it. Have I told you what I'm going to do at my kiosk? Well, no. It's all right. Here we go. We're going to go right to the PG-13. <laughs> 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 All right. So it's a little kiosk, um, at a grocery store, uh-huh. and, you know, it has a hand sanitizer. And so I'm just doing a meme on the front and yeah. said, don't push too hard. I might shoot on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. You're hilarious. <laughs> I think the grocery store is going to turn it down. They probably are so going to turn it down. We have another one. That's going you to you might say, need to go put
0: that somewhere more adult. Right <laughs> fact, maybe
1: I'll find a back alley in downtown. But we'll,
0: see. <laughs> well, I love that. I love that about you because you know, it's so important to me to create something that's authentic. Yes. And I want my business to be a direct reflection of who I am. And you know, I always, I always say to my team, like, you know, I didn't walk into this thinking that I was going to be, you know, the producing branch manager of a team of, of 10 people. Right. Like I walked in, I walked into this, you know, just trying to do my best as a lender. And in our industry, those who end up managing are just, you get to be a manager just because you had good production. Completely. So it doesn't necessarily make you a good leader, or a good manager. I mean, you have to, you have to learn these things. I've had to learn the hard way. And so I've just felt like, in just being authentic is just, I've always just said, Hey, I'm going to do my very best. I'm not necessarily going to make all the right choices. I'm not going to make, um, I'm not always going to look like I know what I'm doing, Right. but my heart's in the right place. And we're going to do this. We're going to create something that I think is the right ideas. And I'm always going to be talking to the industry professionals to make sure that, you know, to get good ideas. Um, and I'm always open for feedback. So yes, I yeah. think that's
1: so great. And again, allowing the autonomy for your people. It seems like everyone, and I try to do that with my agents as well, is allowing them to have the freedom to push, where do they want to go? What do they want to see? Not everyone's going to push the envelope as much as I am in their marketing and try to be as quirky. Maybe they are more straight and narrow, but if that works for them, that's what they got to do. You have to find your own authenticity and really own it. It really, it Uh it shines through because people can feel it Mm -hmm. when you are trying to be something you're not.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? Nobody is good at being you as you.
1: Exactly. And it turns that's your best, out that's your I'm not, gift. yeah.
0: And I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be a very good Alicia and you're not going to be very good at being me. And you know, we should just go right ahead and be who we are. I agree. Yeah.
1: All right. So what have you learned most? What's your biggest lesson that you've learned so far in lending, being a leader, and you have so many women working for you too. I do.
0: Um, we literally just, Oh, and I forgot. I just hired another, I hired another guy last week. So I so guess I have, I have, a, I have 11 you. now. Um, uh, biggest lesson. Um, you know, be who you are. And, uh, cause I love that, but don't be afraid to try something mm-hmm. and, um, don't be afraid to stay in your own lane. I feel like oh, that's a really good lesson. Uh, I, I, Stay in your own lane and don't be looking left and right and what other people do. You've got to just do you. You have to do your very best to create the business that you think what your business should look like. If you start comparing yourself, it's the biggest destructor of creativity. It's the biggest destructor like it destroys your confidence if you're looking at what anybody else is doing. So, I mean, I I've learned that and I've really really stuck with that is I've just Stayed in my lane. And I, I mean, I guess one of my, one of my guru, um, Carl White's, my guru, he has a really great analogy. And he said, you know, the thing about progress is that it's like you're in a boat and you're rowing out across the lake and all you ever see is how far the horizon is away from you and it always looks so far and you never feel like you've made much progress but every now and then you have to turn around and look back at the shore oh i got a, I got a little misty i know i get oh. a little goosebumps but it's so true because you know when you're staying in your own lane and like you know we do eat breathe and sleep this business and like it, it we we are so far in it that we can't hardly see the forest for the trees
1: i think that's such good advice yeah Real estate, too, another such a weird industry. You have immediate updates every minute if you wanted to of sure. exactly where your ranking are compared to everyone else. Oh, gross! In MLS, yes. So I can know exactly who I am, but <laughs> to the dollar, yeah, and who's ahead of me and who's below me. And I was definitely looking at those reports way too often. Like, oh, I gotta sure. get a little higher. Gotta get a little higher. Sure. And That's taking away from just doing the work. Right. So I really like that advice. Just stay in your own lane, get it done. I know what I'm doing. I know I'm doing it well. And I know I'm working my butt off for my clients. So it doesn't matter if, and I'm bringing home the cheddar to the family.
0: You're bringing home the cheddar. I'm
1: bringing home the (laughs) cheddar. It does not matter if someone's bringing home more cheddar. If I I can have my vacation house and make my, make my mortgage, I'm good.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, how did you get into this industry?
1: So, uh, well, I graduated, graduated, um, at the depths of the recession and my husband couldn't find really any good jobs here. So we moved to Portland. Um, he got a great job with the FDIC Mm -hmm. and I interviewed in a lot of different type of sales jobs type situations. Sure. And I ended up finding a shark, a shark Mm -hmm. in Portland. And, um, so I got my real estate license in Portland and it was so interesting. So we had a whole call center. And I was the only listing agent. So every morning I would come to my desk and there would be a stack of listing appointments to go to. Sure. And in the recession, things weren't selling. So we could call expireds. We could call FISBOs and I would just go just travel all around Northwest Oregon Getting listings. Yeah. So at one time, I had over 150 listings.
0: Holy cow! Yeah.
1: I learned so
0: much. What would, would that look n- like now?
1: Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Give me one year. You retire. One year. I'm done. <laughs> Especially with these price points.
0: Absolutely.
1: So, I just learned. I learned so much. I did have a couple of assistants. I learned how to work on a team there. And I don't want to go back to that model because it was just a turn and burn model. I really enjoy the relationships with the people that I get to work with. Right. But yeah, like I said, I I want to just keep going forward. And again, I'm I'm grateful for that time. I really did learn
0: a lot. That's awesome. What do you love most about your job?
1: I love the eccentricities. Sure. So I love seeing all the different people. I like seeing how people live their lives. Uh-huh. We truly become a little bit of their therapist. They welcome into their home. We immediately start talking money. Right. And so they, they do tell you things they probably haven't told some of their good friends. And oh I yeah. Love- all the
0: skeletons. Yes.
1: Yes. And I really just enjoy it. And I try to be, I'm always on to the next. I'm always like, Oh, what's happening next? What's happening next? Right. But I really try in those moments to sit there be in the moment and just enjoy who they are and see the positives in their life. Like watch the interactions between the husbands and the wives or husbands and husbands and see just, yeah, see their their soul for a minute. I really, 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 truly enjoy it. And when I hear people complaining about it, I get it because there's some crazies out there, but I also try to enjoy that too. I kind of just take a step back and watch how they're interacting, watch what's setting them off and just try to, and try to see what it is. Cause it's usually something different than what we're actually seeing when they are losing it. And I,
0: I like to solve those problems. You know, that's something that I love about you, Alicia, because you are very, very, very successful in what you Thank do. You. You're very successful in this market. Everybody knows who you are. Um, I think some of it's because of your very unique marketing <laughs> Thank um, you. and I love it. Um, but you know, I think I love that about you because you, you're not too busy. To really pay attention to who your clients are, right, and slow down a little bit because yes. you know every single you know we are we are very very good at cranking out these transactions yep. one after another after out. another, and and so but for uh, for our clients it's 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 a very um, uh, they only do it a couple of times in their life and it's so important to remember that every every time. single time yeah
1: e- yes most people only sell three homes in their lives right so we really need to remember they don't know the terminology. They don't know that I do turn over as many homes as I do. This is the only one that matters to them. And one of the best compliments I actually get is for clients who haven't heard of me before. Sure, They have no idea how successful I am because they think they're my only client. I love that. They think Mm -hmm. I, because I answer my phone every time I call them a right back. I am way too responsive on text and they truly (laughs) feel like I, they matter to me
0: and they do. That's, they absolutely do matter. Absolutely. It's so important to help people feel like they do. They they matter. And you know, something that I think of too in our industry is that, you know, everyone else's version of heaven is different. Right. You know, and so you know each version of each person's dream home, or or what looks like um, retirement to them. I was just actually visiting with a seller trying. I, w- I was selling a, I was selling a, a buyer on a seller for a realtor. Um, just talking about you know their financing ability and all of that, and we got into a really great conversation. Uh, and there they had listed their pri- their home way over value, and mm-hmm. and the buyers knew that they were going to be paying way over value, but but they loved the home. They didn't care. They were willing to pay the extra. But the part that I loved the most is that after selling this home, the sellers were going to literally go and travel the world for their retirement. Wow. Like they weren't going to buy another home. They were going to, I keep getting the goosebumps. Um, they were, they were just, they're actually going to get on a barge, which I don't know what that looks like. It does. It sounds, it, see everyone's think, version is of how they're on longboat. Um, maybe, no. Okay. Cause I just heard a very similar
1: story. <laughs> that is so interesting. because wasn't small enough yeah. they're yeah, it's get a on small yacht for 12 years. Yeah, no, yeah.
0: they're gonna, they're gonna, and they're just going to go travel. And that's how they started their marriage. They started out their marriage with a six month, very poor, um, traveled around uh, Europe on their bicycles and uh, that's how they fell in love. And so oh. they wanted to retire that way. Their kids are all grown and um, so, you know, everyone's version of heaven is different, you know, uh, a, a, a trailer house on a hundred acres sounds pretty attractive some days. Yeah, right? And, and, you know, I mean, you just have to, that's part of what you and I do is figuring out what is the catered, uh, version for each client. I agree. Yeah.
1: Well, this was so much fun. Absolutely. This I was fantastic. wait to have everyone tune in, get to know a little sure. bit more about us. We've got a lot more baggage to unpack too. Though. We have a, get a lot. lot we can <laughs> go
0: right down rabbit holes. Um, uh, so, the, you know, this is our first episode of leading ladies of Montana real estate. And um, we are just going to continue to give you guys content. Um, we're going to talk about all things, real estate. It's going to pertain to Montana, going to pertain to other markets. Um, but also we're going to talk about being wives, being mothers yeah. and, and being business leaders, uh, which neither one of us, uh, have, have, we're really given any training on. So totally shooting from the hip, Uh, right. (laughs) Um, totally shooting from the hip, literally for everything in life. So, um, that's what we're looking to talk about. And, um, we're so excited you joined us. Thank you for joining us today. Tune in next week for another episode of leading ladies of Montana real estate.